It's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, here on the Next Level Network. Yeah, we are rolling right along. Today, what day is this coming out? Yeah, I'm not recording these all on the day they're coming out because I don't have the time for that. So, okay, it's Monday. So today, uh, yeah, I don't know why I had to look at that. I just made this calendar like two days ago. Um, a lot of these have been shorter, and that's kind of the goal. That's the plan going forward for these daily uh, non-Saturday November episodes because it's a lot of me and it's going to take me a lot of time to uh, work all this through. So um, generally speaking, for the rest of the month, the weekday and Sunday episodes will be shorter, but today is a big one. Oh, Elizabeth, it's the big one. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out, maybe, if you really think about it. Kind of a best-of um, thing, which I've never really done before unless the other one is gonna air first no it's not okay so yeah i've never really done like a best of kind of thing but i figured i talk to a lot of musicians and i ask uh, the same questions mostly for all of them and one of my favorite questions to ask musicians is about the songwriting process how it comes together is it one person running in with a full thing saying let's do this does everybody bring a separate part to it um so that's what i ask everybody and i've removed that as best i could from the segments you're about to hear, and we talked to just about everybody, um, just about everybody I've interviewed, I've asked this question. Uh, with Kim Jong-il, we talked about it throughout the conversation. I did not ask it directly, so they are not in there. And also, I learned that somehow I did not ask my good friend Danny Schmitz about songwriting in any of the times he's been on the show. So he will be returning, maybe by the time this goes up, he already has. Uh, so we will talk about that, and I will for sure, if I do another one of these, um, you know, 30-day, full-month whatevers, then that will be included. But for now, uh, this is a long episode. We're going to hear from uh, older friends Timmy Rasmussen, Derek T. Lewis, Luke Mathers, uh, Shallow Pools, Left of Love, Elisa Marmo, Charlie Saxton, of course, um, Double Identity, who maybe had the longest answer of the bunch. Headspace, of course, Paul McCoy, The Wild and Free. I'm sure I missed a couple in there, but uh, they're all in there in order. Um, I, it was just easier that way just to go through the episodes with the interviews. So, uh, yes, they are appearing in the order in which they actually appeared on the show. Does that make sense? That sentence makes sense to you? All right, so here is all of that. It's uh, Like I said, there's a lot here. I've talked to a lot of musicians and apparently asked a lot of them the same questions. So... You're going to hear all of our friends of the show talk about how they put their songs together right now. And it's yeah. stylistically different. So if you could simply break it down, and I mean, you kind of already touched on it with uh, with how it's like a character and, and it's kind of like a, a deranged type of thing. Is the process, I guess the better question is, how is the process different? Aside from you have an extra person, how is the writing process different from Black Wolf to Kim Jong-il? Well, I, I have a, a, I feel like there's this weird, I'm a lot harder on myself with Black Wolf. And I think it's because I don't have another person. Like, so not only is it a complete representation of me, so there's no question that, oh, well, it's a group saying this. So maybe they don't actually, you know, like what they say, like, is the group. This one is just me and whatever I say is going to be me. But also... Sometimes I would write something and maybe I wasn't a hundred percent sure of it, but Ron was like, Oh, I like that. And then I just keep it. Whereas with my solo stuff, since I don't have someone being like, no, I like it. I rework it and rework it and rework it. Um, so there, there's that aspect, but there's also in, in Kim Jong, no, like that's a pop group and everything was kind of sacrificed for that. We wanted it to sound good. And that was the most important thing. And with, with Black Wolf, I really, the lyrics are the most important thing to me. The content is the most important thing to me. So even if I think of a, of a cooler way to say something that doesn't quite mean the same thing, I usually pick 
whatever the thing that actually expresses what I wanted, or I will sit there and, and think for weeks trying to figure out a better way to say it. So in that sense, all right, so the lyrics are, are very important, which is, I mean, I can tell. Having listened to the small sample that I have, um, the content's not the right word, but I'll go with it for now, uh, is different between the two. So do you... So the lyrics are the most important with Black Wolf. Do you start with that? Do you, or do you come up with a beat, or somebody does somebody send you beats and you go, oh, that'll go well, and I'll just go like this, or do you start with the most important thing and then fill in the rest later? Well, usually, usually I actually start with a beat. I'll sometimes have a concept in my like I come up with ideas like for concepts or songs or you know lines here and there, just apropos of nothing. Like someone someone says two or three words together that I'm like, oh, those words sound together. What else could I put with that? And then I kind of store that. But then the process really starts when I have a beat. I'm really picky. I have a very particular uh, sound that I hear for Black Wolf. So, you know, if I don't have that beat, it's very difficult for me to even just get into the headspace of writing for it. So often I have, you know, I I have several people that I I work with all the time. Uh, So I have some people that just send me beats all the time. Uh, Two of them are on the album. Keen, who is um, one of... She's she's a rapper as well. Uh, she made the beat for um, the Fishtown Butcher. She made the beat for Vorpal Blade, and she made the beat for Cadillac Casket. So half of the EP she made the beats for, and she just has a sound that I really I really like and I really respond to. And then uh, another guy on the on the the album who made a track called Bricklayer, uh, Matt Caddy. He sends me a lot of beats too. And I just kind of get an idea. I start writing once I have the once I have the beat. Although sometimes, you know, it, it's different. Sometimes you do have lyrics, and then it, it comes together. So Cadillac Casket, I had lyrics, and I had a beat that I was doing the lyrics to. I'd written the lyrics first, and I didn't feel like they went together. And I sent them to I sent the whole song to Keen, then I sent her the acapellas. And she made the beat for Cadillac Casket based on the acapella. So there's some, you know, leeway. I will sometimes change things around a little bit. But generally speaking, I go, I, I have the beat first. So I'm wondering, I, this this question may only interest me as a, <laughs> as a music mm-hmm. guy. I'm wondering about the process of, you mentioned you write all the songs on acoustic. So do you have all the ideas and you go in with the with the rest of the guys and go, all right, here's what we're doing. Or do they come in and say, Hey, how about this idea? And you all work on it together. How does it work? Yeah, it's kind of different. Like it goes back and forth. Um, I think a majority of it is usually I'll have songs structured and then it's just something that I like have been working on acoustically. And I'll go to someone like Brennan who plays drums and him and I like collab with like the drum process. So like whenever I write, I'd like naturally just have like the drum pattern going in my head that I'm like, okay, this is like how these, these hits are going to go and they're going to go like this. And like, sometimes like I'll spend just as much time trying to figure out the timing of a riff that it takes me to figure out the timing of like the drum pattern that I like kind of balance the two. Then like Brennan and I, like Brennan's just an incredible drummer. So it's like be able to go to him and be like, Hey, I have these ideas. Like here's where I'm at with it right now. And then he's just like, Oh, got this sweet ass drum part. And just like does his thing. And it's like, all right, this song sounds awesome. And then uh, the lyric process, too. Um, Alex and I will collab on that stuff. Um, usually, I mean, it depends. Like, there's, there's a song on the record that he did all of the, the lyrics to, and it's like, that's sick. I mean, there's a song on the record that, you know, I did all the lyrics to, and then most of the other stuff, it's like a collab between the two of us of something that'll be like, I have these lyrics, so I'm kind of stuck here. Or he'll be like, and then Alex will have lyrics and be like, well, this could be fit here too and like literally sometimes like I'll have a verse that I'm like I like a melody or something or in lyrics I'll be like oh this this part's awesome and then he'll have something that's even cooler or like vice versa it's like kind of like we'll shift and change back all right well so it's like kind of working with each other to like really find out like get to the point where like okay we all agree on this this is all sick so yeah it's it's definitely like a definitely a process but it's cool too that at the same time that it's I don't know. That it, sometimes, like, I don't, I don't know if this is like weird of me to say or anything, but it's like it's cool to be able to bring some an idea to to the guys and like they dig it, and we can we can usually go from there. 
So, yeah. But, yeah, most of the stuff is just, just written on acoustic in my backyard or, like, random places wherever I have time to pull out an acoustic and, like, sit down with it. But, yeah. That's awesome. And then you get to go and uh, and demo it and track it and then go play it live and you get the whole experience yeah. of uh, starting from a random acoustic riff written in the back of the van. Yeah, literally. It's crazy. Like, it's really crazy to, like, put it in perspective like that, too. Like, sitting down and just being like, this started from nothing and then, or not even, like, nothing. Just, like, from something that was literally on loop in my head or, like, whatever, like, however the context of the song was brought in, but it's just, it's crazy. It's a, it's a very cool process to just see and feel it come to life and hear it also. Yeah. I don't know. Music's awesome. Do you do a lot of scatting when you write? I find that's really helpful if I just come in and be like, all right, we're going to go, and then kind of grow from there. Have you ever done that? Not necessarily. Like, I feel like I kind of know. What all the right. Just, like, just me then. You, you okay. doing that. Yeah, like, I, I I don't think, yeah, I don't think that we've tried that. I mean, there'll be times, like, I don't know if scatting's, like, necessarily, like, you you make the noise with your mouth or if it's kind of, like, a freestyle or is it more of just, like, making the noise with your mouth and then trying to, like, figure it out on the instrument or? Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. It doesn't work too well all the time. Okay. But sometimes you get that right that right sound and you're like, yeah, you that'll key. work. Yeah. I don't know. Give it a try on the next yeah. one. No, definitely, yeah. I feel like that's, that, like, stuff, I mean, like, within myself, like, uh, if I, I mean, each riff that I have, it come, it starts off in my head, and then I have to, like, try and picture it within, like, the key, and then, like, hum it out in the same key, and be like, okay, sometimes, like, I'll have, like, riffs, and I'll be, like, go to, like, literally just start playing it, and then, like, I'll just go to, like, my natural go-to, like, placement, it's, like, fifth fret on open tuning, or whatever the hell it is, and, like, I don't know, like, so it's, it's with that, like, I'll try and, like, hum it out or, like, make the noise or, like, try and, like, locate it before I lose it, because as soon as I pick up my guitar and make a sound with it, that, like, that will completely, like, take it away. If I haven't, like, documented, like, the pattern, the structure, like, whatever it is, even if I'm just, like, humming it, before I get to the point of, like, then I'm, like, okay, getting my guitar, I'm going to take it to the next step, like, that stuff throws me off so hard. If like I can't, if I don't get it right, so I don't know if that kind of fits in the category of scatting, but maybe. I feel like I'm I'm with you. Like once I pick up my guitar and try to make it sound with it, it's like, oh crap, what was that first thing I was gonna do? Oh no, and then it's gone. Yeah, forever. and then like, yeah, you like hear that one note, and then you just like think of a million different things, and it's like, oh, where was I? But it's also so new, and like you don't have it yet, so it's like I don't know what I'm doing. So then you can create a whole new thing based on a a mistake. Very true. That has happened a few times, too. So it has its pros and cons. So, yeah, it can come from anywhere. I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about making music is that it comes from everything. You could just do it in the back of a van or just, like, sitting in your car or whatever, just sitting in your backyard, and and then it grows and becomes something awesome that you can take on tour to Philly and have some cheesesteaks. Yeah, exactly. It gets me too silly to be able to have cheesesteaks. It's a beautiful thing. Has it been too long to still call it a debut song? Cause it came it's out- still my debut song because, I mean, I haven't um, done anything yet. I mean, I'm still working on something, and I'll talk about that a little later. But, no, the song's been out since November 11th of 2016. Um, it's called Selfish Pride. I wrote, this, I wrote the entire song myself. With that, did you... I, I'm a musician as well, and so I'm always interested okay. in the process of putting a song together. And so right. did you come up with the beat at the beginning and say, oh, let's roll with this? Did you have lyrics down first? Did it all just come to you at one time when you're sitting uh, in your car one day? How did it come about? Well, the the uh, the genesis of this song, um, I was at my job, and I was in the mood to write. I was in I was in one of those moods to write. It was raining. I was like, I wanna and I got back from my lunch and I just started writing. And I had the melody in mind already. And I just started writing. A day and a half later I was done. Um I had the idea of having it to be an acoustic song. It wasn't supposed to have been what it is now. It was supposed to have been piano and guitar. That was gonna be the whole idea of the song. But the two people that I had in mind to help me record that, they had their own projects going on and they, it was going to take too much time 
for what they were already doing. And I and again, kudos to those guys on Ryan McMurray and um Kevin Gartner, who are tremendous guys. They were in a rock band called Even a Slept with my best friend Jay Mello. And um they were doing their own side projects as well. So again, no no ill will towards those guys at all. But again, they had I they had, you know, priorities that they had to take care of. So at the same time, I used to write songs when I was young and I used to write songs over the years and would just do nothing with them. And I said, made a bet with myself. And I said, Derek, if you do not record this song in six months, you are to never write music again. So I literally dared myself, bet on myself to, to get this done. Luckily, my nephew Earl, shout out to my nephew Earl. He has a producer in Jersey City, New Jersey, who's he actually, he moved to Germany recently. And, you know, he linked us together and I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do and we talked about it I would say about 15 minutes we talked we scheduled our studio time and we laid down the track first because I you know I played the main melody on piano and he took care of the rest and we laid down my vocals and that was that and then the other end of things there was a gentleman that my sister introduced me to named Aswad Samad he's out of uh, East Orange New Jersey he did post-production. He also added background vocals as well as the background vocals that I already did on the song. So he added his flavor to it, and uh, he did a tremendous job with it. And he did the post-production with the mixing and the mastering, and then that's how it really came to be. And I could not believe that I recorded a song. It, it, it Even now, it's like when I think about it and if I like – I hadn't – because I haven't watched the video in a while – but like if I just happen to just see it again on YouTube or something, I'm just like, man, I cannot believe I actually did this. So <laughs> it's rewarding and humbling all at the same time because it's like, man, it's like I want to do something. I want to write something with substance and I want to write something that people can relate to, people can understand and appreciate and then hopefully change somebody's life through song. And it's also a pretty sweet jam. If I can say I appreciate that. that. No, I definitely appreciate <laughs> it. And it's um it's so many influences I've had throughout my life musically and in, in the entertainment industry. And then of course my parents being former entertainers themselves. Um my mom didn't do it as long, but my dad did. My dad was in the drifters for about look at twenty years, off and on. Got resting, you know, my my father passed away in uh, October of two thousand ten, but he you know, he he spent most of his life in the entertainment industry, and um, he did a lot of it over in Europe. So the music gene was always there, and I was playing drums since I was nine. So the music, again, the music, you know, <laughs> or uh, gene, so whatever you, you want to call to it, was it, always in me. So, yeah, you, you know? had to do this. Like, there was no yeah. way around. It was destiny after I dodged it for so many years. It was almost like I was dodging it like I'm in dodgeball, man. I just, like, I just don't want, and eh, nah, 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 nah. Then the acting thing came along. The bug was biting me as far as the acting, and then the music was just creeping right behind, man. And it just, it just said, "Bam!" It was just, it was all timing. And I think the acting thing also helped set up the music because by that time, I made a lot of connections through many acting gigs that I did, and I was fortunate enough to have many of my acting friends and also a, a director and a producer of two films that I did direct my music video and i think it was just those things that are just meant to happen the stars aligned and it was a beautiful thing that's why it's great you do so much and you meet so many people and they say hey this guy's got some good stuff going on and then oh how can we help him do this other thing and then you know make him a superstar or whatever maybe just uh just doing their thing to help you out and that's awesome i love that you bet on yourself because uh i'm kind of in the same boat i'm working on an ep and i have notebooks full of half-finished songs, and it's getting to a point where I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take a page out of your playbook and just say, yeah, you got to do it, or it's got to stop, because it's all just... It's the feeling of finishing something that you created from nothing. Like, you, it's just, there was no song there, and now you have a song in a video, and now we're here, sitting here talking about it. And that feeling is just... It's awesome to be able to have something that you just... Here it is. It was in my head... And then it was on paper, and now here it is in the world. And that's amazing. I love it. It can be all of the above, but it, it is mostly me starting with stuff with um, demos and sort of... I don't really go into the studio and, and, and re-record it. Everybody overdubbing their parts and stuff. Normally I have um, the seed of the song already down, and 
sometimes a drum pattern and most of the key parts because whenever I don't live in Italy anymore. Um, whenever I was in Italy, I had two musicians I played with, and we kind of we'd throw stuff together in the rehearsal room. And but now it's more a case of that I've developed the finished product and then think about how to play it live most of the time. But it has been sometimes it's been a more more of a collaborative thing. All right. So you so you'll just have an idea and you'll just do you ever? I guess here's a fun one. Have you ever gone to the studio? and done a song one take, and then put that on a record? One take would be pushing it, but there there were a few that were close. I mean, the, the song that kind of did the best for us in terms of exposure and stuff was was an acoustic track that got picked up for television and stuff, and it was um, basically, I mean, it was three hours in the studio, I would say, which is quite short for for a band to record a song, I think. Oh. And the track's called George Best City from the, the second album. Wonderful. So you got on TV, and your next step is wrestling, and then a new album, maybe, coming soon? It comes in, like, completely different ways. So either someone will have just a really sick riff, and we'll just go from there and build upon that, or we'll have someone will just have, like, a complete song, and then we'll go from there and uh, build on that, either with, like, we start with, like, acoustic, and then uh, build up and, you know, add the drums and all that. Or sometimes, I mean, we'll have just a plan of like, hey, we should have like this idea and we'll just keep going with it until it becomes uh, more concrete. Yeah, either way, everybody in the band always has their input on it. They always have their own style. No matter who writes that part or has this idea, that player is going to be able to put in their own words, essentially, in music. So it's really a full pro- a full band process then. You all, everybody comes in and says, all right we're all going to sit down and do this and we all have to, you know, do you guys all like agree on it or you just have to, maybe it's like, Oh, let's try to tweak this and do that. So it's like a full thing. Do you ever start with something and go, and somebody just goes, no, we're going to veto that. Or does it, does something you start with always uh, come out somewhere? I mean, there have been a lot of times where we write something and we'll be in love with it for a couple of weeks. And the more that we spend time on it, we realize that it might not be something that we're passionate about or doesn't fit the sound that we're looking for at the time. So we always keep it in our back pocket for later. Yeah, absolutely. I know that was a weird question, but thank you for dancing around it to find an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a nerd with this stuff. So I, I love to just see how it comes together and also quietly get some tips on how to finish my own stuff. Cause I got a book yeah. of half written songs. That's just, they're just sitting there. So I don't know. Maybe I'll be inspired. These questions, because you know, you never ask these questions to yourself. That's true. That, that's really that's why I brought you on because you're musicians, and I wanted to uh, pick your brains for information to work on my own stuff. So thanks. So since this character is kind of deeper than MC Blackpool, certainly than what you were doing in Kim Jong Il, has the writing process been any different? Have you been able to go down a different path with it? Or are you kind of in the same? like the same mindset where okay we have to do this in this story or have you been able to go in a different direction with well Wormtooth? yeah that's a that's a really good question um i uh i actually think that um it that's the thing that changed probably the most uh, of all of the elements the writing process uh when you interviewed me last uh i think that might have been in 2016 i was already writing this album and so it's taken me a lot longer. I worked a lot longer on this album than I did on any of my previous ones. And I was changing lyrics up until the very last lyrics were recorded. So it's a, it's a much more involved process. The songs are a lot more referential to both uh, the songs and the themes of the album and the story itself. And there is a ARG, uh, which is like a writing pro- project that I've been working on uh, that is going to be launching with the, along with the release of the album. And that's a, a huge writing uh, part, too. So you've really been able to dive in or go to a different... I've used dive in maybe four times already. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you've been able to go to a different level. So is this your final form or will you be back in a year and a half with another project to basically get another section on my website, which I think is your dream 
is to just have yeah well i'm just gonna i just want the your the melting pot website to be 90 percent me uh <laughs> and i think that I've, I've i've made some good inroads i think i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna have to scale it up uh where i'm making like multiple projects a year so that i can actually start doing it because at this point you know well by the time i have the new project you've interviewed four or five six seven eight guests you know like it just doesn't the 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 time doesn't work out you know no, I think this is I, – I mean, you know, you always like to think that it's your final form, <laughs> so it's it's difficult to say. Uh, I don't know that I will only make music that would fit with the character and the narrative of Wormtooth, so I believe that if I made other music that was in a different direction, I might call it something else. Uh, I am working on um, uh, an album with a, a friend of mine. I'm actually working on uh, an album with – a friend and then a different album with a different friend. Um, and those are under uh, a band name. All right. So and you so have the, two more projects to, uh, to promote when you right. come back. So you'll be home. Right. You'll be back here more often. So that's fun. Right. Well, I hope that's the, that's the goal. I mean, they, you know, they, they're not keen, but I am. And that's all that really matters. Right. Okay. <laughs> Usually Jess writes guitar things first then i'll add drums and then you'll add like leads and bass to that and we try to think of a melody after we basically have like an entirely done song mm-hmm. and we're very last minute lyric writers that's like, right <laughs> and we do it together we'll sit in like collaborative we'll sit in weird places and just write lyrics together <laughs> like a cafe or like or a, a grocery, grocery store, store. <laughs> Which grocery stores do you sit at to write these and do people give you weird looks? Yes, at the Wegmans. Yeah, oh, yeah. we were sitting at a coffee shop for a while and it was closing and the Wegmans near our, our house was open till midnight. So we were like, oh, we should just go there. Yeah. And we were in the cafeteria section of Wegmans <laughs> and there were a lot of older people just like sitting eating. And we kept playing the song out loud to try yeah. to think of mel- mm-hmm. like words that went with the melody and they all they all left. <laughs> within the first 20 minutes of us being there. So you cleared out the Wegmans. Good for you. That's we did. Right. <laughs> if they can't handle it, they don't deserve to be there. That's all right. Exactly. I agree with I you. Agree. I hope Wegmans doesn't try to sponsor this uh, network because I am screwed if that happens. Uh, anyway, we love uh, Wegmans. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> so usually what happens is one of us will just be on our own and we'll just come up with a little bit of like a little riff or just a chord progression or just like a melodic idea and we'll record it and then when we all convene on Tuesdays and Thursdays sometimes Mondays we try but you know whenever we get together we kind of just like you know talk a little bit chit chat and then just like share ideas what we've been working on and then if you know if one of us shows something that the rest of the band is like oh I like that we already know right from there we just start working on it and nine times out of ten somebody just chimes in with like something to add on to it almost immediately. And that's when we know we've got something full of spontaneous. All right. Awesome. I love, I love hearing all those answers just because as different as the bands might be that I have on the show, the process is almost always, yeah, we all have this idea and everybody kind of gets to pitch in their little part. It's never just one person just says, all right, we're doing this, which I think is really exactly. awesome. And I think one of the best ways to really create is have everybody open and everybody have a chance to throw in, they're uh, they're a part of it and really comes out with some great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the best way to do it. It's got to be a combined effort. Yeah. You don't want it to be too one-dimensional. Well, yeah, then you get a, a guy or girl who gets a power trip and like, hey, this is my band, goddammit, and that's just not, you know, that's a recipe for a mess. That's a behind-the-music yeah. story right there, so you don't want yeah. that. Yeah. That only works for Prince, you know. <laughs> oh, damn, I love uh, Prince. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. This one specifically was a different name when I first did it. I did the whole EP with my friend Greg, Greg Almeida, and I wrote, I believe, the words first. And it was originally called Ghost, like someone kind of like ghosting me. But I I thought that was too common. I feel like that was a lot of people had that. And I came up with the idea of radio silent, like when you go radio silent. And I thought that was like cool and different how, like another way of saying ghosting, but I don't know, like a more unique way. 
it sounds kind of more grown up is the wrong term, but that's kind of what I'm going. Well, grown, actually, it might be the right term. <laughs> sounds less juvenile than ghosting. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good title change. I like came up with it right away, and I texted Greg, and I was like, "We're changing the title." And I think we had written that last year or something. It was like an idea I had and then came back to it and finished it up. And then I like it. I think it came out really well. So first of all, shout out to Greg, who is one half of Vista. They're good friends of the show. Yeah. Um, so he did. So he did kind of the legwork for you. No, I'm messing. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He helped write and produce the whole thing. And he did my last EP too. He's oh, amazing. So he's just doing all the stuff for you. I should have him on the show. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, you should. We've tried. It's never lined up. Yeah. Well, now that you've been on, I think we can work it out. You can be like, hey, you can have a super awkward conversation with this guy. It'd be great. That'll sell him, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so generally, you kind of, you can sit down and just kind of let everything flow out because... I find that when I write stuff, if I start with lyrics, I end up with half-finished songs. Like, I got notebooks full of half pages with, like, a verse and a half or, like, a, I have like one hook here and then, like, a bridge or something like that. But if I start with music, yeah. I feel like that's a better... That helps me actually finish the song. Do you Have you discovered that as well, or do you have a different process to put things together? For me, I feel like it's different every time. Like, it could be words first, and then I'll figure out music later. Or, like, it's melodies, and I try and fit the words to it. Or I'll have, like, a guitar part and then write words to it later. Like, it's hard because it's like each time just comes out differently, the process. It's such a weird process, right? Like, you have this idea that starts with like three chords in a row and you're like, Hey, how can we make this a thing? And then, you know, maybe you come back to it six months later and all of a sudden you got a full thing in your head and it just tumbles out of your brain. And that's, it's kind of, it's such a strange thing. It's crazy. It'll like come randomly if I'm like driving or something and I'm like, Oh my God, like I have to write it down. Like I get like panicked. Do you have a bunch of voice memos in your phone where it's like, oh, my God, I have this half idea for a song like where you're sitting in traffic? Because I do that all the time. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. It's one good thing about having like a having your phone with you that can do all these fancy things is you can be like, hey, I have this idea. I can't write it down because I'm driving or whatever. Oh, there we go. Boom. And you get the melody in there, too, with it just works out really well. Yeah. Yeah, I love that a lot. And the Notes app, that's where I write everything. It's a lifesaver. Yeah. I like to think of it as it like, I'll bring like a piece of clay into the practice space and I'll be like, and I'll mold it into like something dumb. And I'll be like, I made this little <laughs> dumb thing. And then Tim, our bass player, will like get out like fine crafting tools and sculpting tools and mold like his chisel his still tell chisel it again i'm using my hands to perform the act <laughs> the of great chiseling. the great tim joe yeah, chiseling all the things chiseling all the things so tim really gets like really fine beautiful details and then sean our drummer kind of just has like a diorama of just like cool <laughs> of just like well i got you know like I don't know. I can't even think of it. He's like, I could put, <laughs> I could put muscles on this dumb thing. Like, you know, you just like, he really brings a, just like a hardcore badass Long Island, hardcore kid, you know, uh, stigma to a thing. So in, in a nutshell, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, yeah, I'll bring like a song idea or a melody or a guitar part. And Tim will then be like, Oh, well, what about this? Or what do you think about this? And then Sean will just be like, oh, uh, I think this will sound good under it. And he'll just like blow our, our bleeping minds, our coin minds. No, hey, yeah, you could, you could still say it. Yeah, we've been over this. Come on, man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's a really cool, fun, collaborative process of just kind of like everyone taking an idea, making it their own, and then picking and choosing the best parts of it. Oh, man, that's awesome. I, I love it. Like songwriting is such a weird 
wacky, like pain in the ass type thing. But once you get it done, like once you have the idea and you bring it all together into whatever comes out, it's like, hey, we just made a thing. Like we came in here with a little idea and we just made a full thing. And now people get to listen to it. Yeah. It's, just, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and most of the time what ends up happening is, is like, I'll come in, I'll be like, oh, I wrote this part. And then I wrote this part that you can play on top of it. And then Tim will be like, uh, this isn't in the right key. But if we play it this way, it'll work in the song. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. I am uh, I'm the singer of the band who is tone deaf, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Somebody's like, oh, because I, I would ask people like, hey, can you do like a like a fill, like a a lead part over this. I'm like, what keys it in? I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know. I just don't I know. I'm not aware. <laughs> Here, here's what I, cause when I had you play the little intro, you're like, Hey, what are the, thankfully you didn't ask me what the key was. Cause I'm like, well, I, I, I played these chords. I don't, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Even then if Tim's <laughs> like, oh, okay. So it's like a, you know, an F sharp, whatever. And I'm like, ah, where do my fingers go? <laughs> 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 and he like comes over and he has to show me. So it's, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you can see it. No, I'm not going to move my computer. Uh, I bought myself, it looks like the periodic table of elements, but it's uh, guitar chords and it's like the charts and oh, the different man. finger placements. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link to it. Oh. It's it's like a, it's a pretty big poster, but it's awesome. I just sit in front of it now. Please do. I could put that up in here. Yeah. Send me, I, yeah. Oh, now I'm excited. Now I'm going to get yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> oh, we can all learn together. That'll be Let's so do fun. It. I love it. No, no, you're good. So you have uh, several projects that you're juggling all at the same time. You have the Secret Gardens. You have Vista, of course. You have uh, Here's to You. That's a, we're going to play them in a bit. Um, how do you keep all that stuff straight? Like when you go into to write something for one of these projects, do you sit down and have to focus just on that, or you just start writing and see where something fits? It's actually if it feels. A lot of people get this question, and it feels simpler than uh, the question leads on because it does kind of seem stressful when you think about that. But I basically always I always have some idea whenever I'm writing. Sometimes I don't have it all figured out, but like whatever I start with, whether it's a vocal melody or a riff or like a whole. A lot of times I'll actually hear the entire song in my head and all of its parts, but it's just trying to recreate it from my head to like audio. So that's crazy. But um, I'll usually know what kind of genre or like what little funnel it will fall into. But that's not 100%. I've had some ideas that have crossed over between projects. It doesn't happen often. But I generally know, like, okay, this is something darker. It would sound better on a Vista song. Okay, this is something, like, moody, but still kind of indie rock. It would sound good on a Here's to You song. Or this is something more atmospheric and ambient, and it could be developed into a Secret Garden song. Um, Sometimes, actually, most times, I kind of just know by... uh, I just know by the first couple riffs and things I make up. I guess, because I'll already have like a predetermined whatever. So I seldom ever like have ideas that fall outside of that. But if I do, I try to like work with someone to kind of blend it into those projects or make it a song for somewhere else, someone else. Oh, that's awesome. That I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but somehow that answered the question. (laughs) Like tried my best. Better than I thought it would. (laughs) I would say probably 80, 85% of the time, it starts with a basic like guitar riff, a chord progression, and then we kind of get into our computer to start messing around with logic and then kind of create an instrumental demo, whether it's, you know, just an intro, just a chorus, just a verse. Uh, we have some type of instrumental product that we sent to Alex. And then he starts putting uh, melodies and lyrics over top of it. Usually, um, he has the me- or the lyrics as soon as he has the melody. He doesn't really send anything back, just like humming or you know, saying na-na's or whatever. Um, then we don't necessarily like finish the song right then. It's kind of like, oh, that's a cool idea. Uh, we'll put that in our basket of um, ideas. And then when we start to go prepare a release, a record, EP, or whatever, we kind of like 
look at that basket of um, ideas and kind of like, okay, that one's good. That one's not good. We're going to finish the one that's good and get it ready and make it a song. So once we have the basic idea, it's usually like an intro verse chorus. We start to finish the song structurally and then kind of produce it after that. I listen back to our demos and man, like usually when we come up with an idea, we're like pretty pumped on it. But like after the fact, when everything's been mixed and mastered, we go back and listen to the demos. We're like, man, how were we ever pumped about this? This sounds like complete <laughs> garbage. Um, but it, it's kind of cool to like see that, you know, we were so I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's kind of reassuring when we hear the final product. We're so sick of like working on the song by that point where it's like, man, is this even good? But it's like we kind of like go back to that feeling of listening to that really like crummy demo and being like so stoked on it and like putting it on repeat. We're like, yeah, um, it, it's still a good song. So it, we think it's a good song. You know, obviously it's subjective to the audience. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of our process. Um, usually just starts with me with like an instrumental idea, send it to Alex. And then um, if it's good, we like it, we work on it. And then um, many many sessions later it's finished so yeah that's kind of our process i i would say there have been a few i a few times where alex has come up with a pretty solid melody and we've written music around it but i find that kind of hard to do so more power to anybody that does it that way um i think just our natural machine the way that we're the most productive is starting with an instrumental and then adding uh, lyrics over top of it. I can't tell you how many like crappy unfinished demos that I have just like on my phone or whatever. And I'm just like, man, I should turn this into a real thing. And I know that if I ever get to the point where I do that, I'll be like, man, how did I, why did I ever not like this? This is going to be great. But for now yeah. I'm in, I'm in that stage of like, wow, this sucks. I'm tired of listening to this. This is just yeah. why, why do I even bother? <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah, I can totally, totally relate with that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's the thing about like songwriting is such a fascinating thing to that we that people can do. It's just like, hey, I started yeah. with nothing and then I come in with like a like a riff yeah. or something. And then that turns into a thing that people listen to, you know, 60,000 times. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's so weird to like listen to like a finished product and be like, man, where did this even come from? You know, like <laughs> it blows my mind. Like I listen to, you know, like the stuff that we put out. It's like, man, how did we even do this to like start from literally nothing to what people are listening to? It's kind of like a little insane. And it's the whole process is such a whirlwind. You're like, man, how did this even happen? So, But it's nice to come out on the other side of because I'm sure there's a lot of frustration and like, oh my God, we're never going to finish this. And then when yeah. you come out of it, you're like, holy crap, this is actually really good and I'm I'm happy with this. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the song that we're about to, the next single we're about to put out, we've been working on it for a long time and uh, it's gone through different versions um, and we finally finished it and it sounded like we want, the way we wanted it to sound. And like seriously when we got the master back it was like man we finally finished this song like it's a song that like we knew like had a lot of potential but we just couldn't figure it out and it finally like clicked and it's like such a good feeling once that happens uh it's like you know you can finally start rolling and get it done so yeah i totally understand what you're saying well this is arden by the way so if i start using i it's me um, Good to know. Usually, I yeah. Usually, I start with. Um, I think lately it's been lyrics. Like I think I used to start where I would do um, guitar, like rhythm, rhythm guitar, and lyrics at the same time, which I kind of still usually operate like that. But I'll usually um, come up with lyrics and then kind of add guitar from there. Um, and I usually finish. Um, I'm gonna say um so much and like just yell at me. <laughs> I usually finish, say, the rhythm and the lyrics at the same time and then kind of add in bass. And then I think Courtney usually comes in with drum stuff. Well, I usually come in about halfway through, like, the writing part. 
to be like, I don't like that part, change it. <laughs> and I say, um, and then I'm like, I'm like, we should do this instead. And she's like, no, and then doesn't change it. So that's, that's a fun part of the process for me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't add in drums till like, the guitar and vocals are pretty much done. Yeah, but for you or anything, it was actually different. Um, I'm going to go into it now. But the I don't want to be your anything lyric actually came up months before. I found it in one of my old voice memos where I was just kind of like singing a song that I was writing. And it just kind of, it was in there, but it didn't really fit. But I liked it. And then in my normal fashion, I forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was, I remember this. I don't know if anyone's interested, but um, I remember when I came up with the beginning of the chorus because I was in my driveway and I was sitting in um, my car and I was waiting for my mom because we were going somewhere. And I like had the, I hope that you forget about me, like that whole part. And I pulled out my phone and I'm like whispering into my phone because I don't want to be weird to my neighbors or my mom if she's coming down the driveway. <laughs> they already like, that I'm trying sailed. to like get down this idea. So I think I still I think I still have it somewhere. But it kind of it started with that and then I slowly kind of was molding the chorus and then I think I got stuck after like the first verse or something. And I was like, okay, cool. I really like the song. I don't know exactly where I'm going with it kind of thing. But I, it was, it was in that weird stage where it's like, you think that it's something cool, but you know that if you mess it up, then it's just like messed up, (laughs) you know, like it was a good idea, but the execution just wasn't there. So I actually ended up one day, one of my friends at school, I think you know him, Peter Hunt Spit Tech. Um, I do, kind of. If you didn't, it would have just been weird. I didn't know they <laughs> knew each other. Yeah, I know he's played some stuff. Oh, hey, listeners, this is the first time we're officially meeting Pat. Yeah. Um, we've been, like, internet friends, for lack of a better term, and, like, internet interacted friends. on Twitter <laughs> with, like, actual talking. So that's, that's true. That's why I don't know all the ins and outs of his life yet. That'll come later. That'll come later. Ooh, that's a threat. Um, no, that means that means we're gonna be back on this podcast. <laughs> okay, well we have to release something else first. Oh anyway. my god! No, well the band's breaking up, so you can't come back. Yeah, you know what? you're right. You're right. We can't. One hit wonder. One hit wonder. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we'll get that far. Anyway, so then um, I had two song ideas when I met up with Peter, and one of them I was like, "No, I don't. I'm not digging it. I want to work on this one." So we did, and it was cool because we were outside. And people were walking by, and they were like, hey, I really like your music. And I was like, this is not done. Thank you. But <laughs> now I'm freaked out. Because well, I write I write either in my room or in my basement, and I don't let anybody hear anything until I think it's something. Yeah, me too. So it was just, it was just very, very strange. So we ended up, I think, putting together the second half and, like, the, the bridge and everything that day, like, more or less. And then I think I kind of tinkered with it later and the second part of the bridge this is i'm like playing through the song in my head i don't know if this is even interesting because no one cares where i came up with things but um i love it that's why i asked okay well the part where it was literally his question i know i know i'm (laughs) apparently um the like the overlappy part where it's the um it's not me well, I can't sing today, apparently. Only sympathy now. Yeah, that something part. Like that. I came up with that at work. I was just standing there. I was like, this bridge needs something. Well, I was working. I wasn't just standing for the record. I won't um, tell your boss. That's okay. He won't he won't listen to this. So he'd be like, You're the bitch. <laughs> um No, that's a slide on us, not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, he tells all the customers and then they know and they ask me. I'm like, I don't know who you are. Anyway. Um, so I came up with it there and I was like, cool, I don't know how the heck this is going to work, but it did. And it ended up... And that was like pretty close to when it, we were going yeah. in to record it. I think we were in the process of recording it at Everly Studios. Um, and... Nice plug. Yeah. And, um, I came up with it and I was like, cool, let's, let's, let's do the thing. Cause I think you I... You do that a lot. Like when we're in the studio, you're like, I'm going to totally rework the bridge. And I'm like, ah! Not completely. <laughs> like I... 
Okay, usually right before we go in to record something, I will make a really, really trashy demo of it. Just like on Pro Tools that I sort of-ish know how to use. Kind of, not really, as we've seen. <laughs> but I don't think that I had it in there, actually. So there's that, because I like to figure out all of the guitar and everything, like the extras and everything ahead of time. And then studio time changing, costs a lot of money. <laughs> I end up changing it. Um, in the studio usually but I've become more confident in myself like as a guitarist before like then when we did the small stock EP or even um everything runs of you I was very much like afraid because I was never the guitarist that was soloing or doing any of that because for a while it was just me and Courtney do you want to know a fun fact about small talk EP of course you're gonna tell us um, there was actually originally supposed to be another song on okay, it. Okay, this again. And it's oh, like my drama. Fav- it's like my favorite song we've ever written, and it will get released someday. The drums um, are recorded. The drums are recorded because it took me so long to record that everything reminds me of you track that they're like, let's switch to a different song and just get that it's one out of the way because you're going to pass out. And I'm like, cool. Um, but anyway, it was supposed to go on there, and I wanted to record it. And Arden was like, no, I'm going to make a solo for it. I really thought I, I was going to, too. Whatever, whatever. And that was like I haven't made one yet. But it's a good, ago. I like the song. We three played a and a half years ago. Um, yeah, we, I don't want to say the name now because it adds suspense. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be funny when, because if we ever, which fingers crossed, when, when, well, I'll say when we release it. When the band it. gets back that. together. <laughs> if we're on your podcast, you'll be like, so what was it like writing this? I'm like. Literally, almost every song on Small Talk was written, bef- like, after this one. So I, I don't have really no remember idea. writing that one right now. Um, because it's, like, it's very hard to say without, like, having you hear the song, obviously. And we're here to talk about you know your ending. But, um, I don't know. I just think that's, like, a fun, like, tidbit of info about us. And I'll let Arden keep talking. I don't know where I, don't know where I, I was before her. that happened. Well, now so. there's a reason for you to come back for the reunion Yeah, episode. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to let Ted take this one, but it is different, and it changes pretty much with every song, but I'm going to let him take this one. <laughs> Let's see how long okay. this, ta- this lasts. I'll, I'll be in and out. So um, <laughs> the majority of our songs, Derek will have like a lyric or a melody in his head, and he'll, he'll send me a voice memo of it, and then I'll come up with a guitar riff to complement that, and... Usually, I'll record the demo version on um, my at-home studio rig, and um, I'll send that over to Derek, what I came up with, and then basically from there, he comes up with all the lyrics and the vocal melodies and all that stuff. So, when it was just... He's gone. (laughs) Oh, no. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. (laughs) Well, pretty much, like... So that's that's kind of like the newer process that we're doing, and it's going to change more because we do have new members. Um, but historically, when we were going through all these different members and stuff like that, at that time, it, Headspace truly was like just me. Sure, Ted was in, but like back then, we didn't know how to work with each other. We didn't like argue about things. We've never had that type of <laughs> no, no, no. So we actually we go back and we'll talk about that after we like kind of run you through this because I <laughs> I can go off on tangents all. <laughs> well, you've listened um, to the show, so you know how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's why this is perfect. <laughs> I feel like most podcasts are like that, though, because every time I've talked to somebody that's on one, it's like, oh, my God, this person's so much like me. Like, this is crazy. I should be a podcaster. <laughs> but uh, so like the old process was pretty much I would just write something and then have like a really <laughs> guitar that would follow it. And then I'd take it to the studio and whoever the producer was would kind of help me like shape it. And then as time progressed and then that kind of got more involved after I came back from Germany, that's when we kind of like coined Headspace to start. Technically, exactly one month from today would be the four-year anniversary from when I started Headspace. But Headspace back then was like, you did. There he is. (laughs) A long time ago. Dude, I talked for like three minutes straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got kicked out a while back, so I just took over. (laughs) Oh my god, I hate Um, it here. But yeah, technically... One month exactly from today would be the four mo- or four year anniversary for when I started Headspace. But back then it was like a this wildlife solo acoustic thing, a duo acoustic thing. My very first ever like guitarist and co-vocalist, his name was Alex Jadlowick. He's I think he lives in like Pittsburgh or something like that now. But um, the reason he stopped was for school. But that was actually like when we first brought Thad in 
Um, he was supposed to be our drummer, and then he ended up our guitarist, our rhythm guitarist. And then time went on, and he became our actual drummer, and now he's back on guitar. So back then, those days, it was just pretty much I would write something, and we'd end up recording it. And then as time progressed, people kind of came in and out. I would say up until like what Feel Something was probably the first released song. No, Without Me was like the first release song. That, yeah, like, it was Without Me. Um, I, I really didn't have too much to do with it. He wanted to do a cover, and I was like, this song but yo you know what if you do all the work i'll sing on it (laughs) (laughs) one month later (laughs) exactly um i mean pretty much like that was like the early days nowadays again like i told you before um it's gonna start changing because we do have four members and they're (laughs) all of us are very involved um even me and i don't even do like instrumentals anymore but like i'm starting to like get the drive to want to do them so like yesterday I i sat down with like an old song and i was trying to figure out some new things for it and we're in quarantine, but we're all trying to like bounce ideas off each other in our group chat. So the writing process is going to change. We worked with Blake about a year ago. Actually, today <laughs> we were out there. I saw Jesus. that on my snap memories and I was like, nice. damn, dude, that was Sad. crazy. I know. Rest in peace. So Weatherly, by the way, I love those dudes. Anyways, I reached out um, to them to be on the show. They never got back to me. Oh, really? And now they're damn. gone. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Rest in peace again, General Weatherly. <laughs> but <laughs> I love you um, anyway. Exactly. So we were out there and Blake kind of showed us this new process, at least for me, it really like it stuck in my head. He he has like this process where he makes this bomb ass instrumental. And as you're listening to it, you just kind of hum along like different melodies and you hit record on your recording software and you're like, (laughs) you just got to go with it like that. And then go back through. Exactly. You go back through, you listen to it, and then you write lyrics in the melody that you have, like whatever you're feeling while you're listening to the song. And I was like, that's genius. So that's how I've been writing my lyrics lately. That's how I wrote um, the lyrics for Maybe May. That's awesome. And I am going to have you talk all about that in just a little bit. But I I hate to ask Tedward where he left off because I honestly have no idea. Um, oh he was, he was in the early process. So he was talking about, I think he records it at his home, at home studio. That was the last thing he said. And then so it was okay. very then, early on. And then it was just, and then nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then it was just silence. And then it was just black. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Derek's right. Like, uh, he basically covered, he basically said everything that I said. So just, I used to record the demos here at my home studio. I guess you could call it that. It's a desk with a laptop and in a dorm room. Nice. in the dorm room <laughs> so um so Classic. i recorded that and uh and then i would send the demos off to derek and he would just come up with the melodies and the the lyrics and get everything together and then and that's how we used to write but then he, like he stated before we went out to blake and everything just changed for me i personally i usually write the guitar parts first i'll sit down with a guitar whether it's an acoustic for some of those ballad or slower songs or if I just plug in and crank up to 11 and I'll come up with riffs that I like. And then once I have like a little blueprint idea of like, okay, this goes with this, then I'll go to Eric, my lead guitar player, who's the other original member of the band. Uh, I'll go to Eric and say like, all right, here's the riff. And I'm not like classically trained or anything. So I'll play the riff as I write it. And then I show it to him and he's like, I know what you're doing. I know where this goes. And then he, just turns it from a caterpillar to a butterfly, you know? So I always go music first because I like the music to to invoke an emotion in me so that when I do start writing lyrics, it's based off the emotion that the music creates and then then it can build from there because, you know, if, if you got a, a slow song but you're writing meaningless lyrics, it doesn't seem to connect in my mind emotionally to the listener. So I always like to just hear the music first and kind of get an idea for what emotions are pulled out of me by hearing that music. And then I'll write based off of that. And speaking from experience, writing lyrics first is way harder. Yeah. I mean, that's how (laughs) Jim Morrison did it. Uh, Back in the day with the doors, he would always write poetry and then kind of, he would sing them to a melody so that he didn't forget them. And then the band would listen to him sing a melody and put the music around it. So that's uh, and I'm always open to hear how everybody else does it too. I, I've always been intrigued by people's songwriting, their process. I know some people that that write lyrics first and they have a melody and then 
they kind of create the ambiance around it. But I've always been one to like, let's dig into the emotion first and then see where that emotion dictates us to go lyrically. Yeah, a lot of times for me, like I, I think I've done one where the lyrics came first and everything just kind of magically flowed out after. But most of the time it's either I'll pick up my guitar or I'll just make weird sounds with my mouth and hope, hope that something comes out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, I, I'm no stranger to that. My uh, voice memos on my phone is just overflowing with noises that if I showed anybody else, they would be like, what are you doing? But I know what I'm supposed I know what I hear in my head and how it's going to sound eventually. So, uh, you know, I just use my little notes to remind myself, oh, this melody should go like this, you know, or just hum a guitar part and then figure out how to play it. Like, yeah, I know where this idea was going, but like somebody else would have no clue what's going on. So if you, you'll just get a voicemail like, and show it to somebody and be like, what are, what are you talking about? Why are you doing this? Right. That's the beautiful thing about Eric and I's relationship. You know, we were two of the founding members and there's two remaining guys. And uh, we, we can we have that mental telepathy. We're like, I can I could literally send him me making ridiculous noises. And he's like, oh, you're trying to do a slide guitar here. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You know, and like he, he can hear like where the changes are. So we just kind of have that unspoken bond of Hey, let me write this, and then uh, you know, or if he sends an idea, it's like, oh, I know where this goes, and we just, we really don't even have to talk about it. We can just get in a room and go, here's the song, here's how it's gonna be, and we've gotten to the point, you know, back in my drinking days where we would sit in a room and just record on a phone ideas, and then the next day listen to it, and it sounded like dying cats, <laughs> but we still both knew where what we heard and where it was supposed to go. So it's kind of funny to like just be able to communicate that way and be like, yeah, you don't hear it, but we hear it and we know what it's going to be. And then when we get into the studio, we, we, you know, mold it like clay and we get it all where we want it. And then the finished product comes out and it's like, yeah, that's what I heard this whole time. And all you heard was a bunch of screeching in an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a benefit too. the way you and Eric can just kind of play off each other. It's a benefit of working together. What? 18, 19 years now? Yeah, we met in 2000, so it's, yeah, 20 years 20, now. wow. Yeah, we did our first record in 2001, and it came out in 02. But, yeah, we've been friends for 20 years and uh, still going at it, so pretty crazy. Somehow not sick of each other. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like, I moved to Nashville uh, at the beginning of the year, and so it's nice, like, modern day technology we can still communicate through emails and skype and things like that and and still communicate the ideas and the new song that we uh just put out sever is uh he recorded his parts in louisiana i recorded my parts here in nashville and you never know that it wasn't in the same room so usually it's kind of the same process every time actually it's crazy so the song always starts out as a ballad, I play the piano, I come up with like a melody for it, um, and usually it's something very therapeutic, like a time in my life, good or bad, usually in between, <laughs> but just something I'm really going through, I put that energy in the music and I come up with a song from there, um, so I'll have the ballad in my hands, I go over to Mike's house, and then we kind of like rock it up. He'll translate the uh, chords to guitar and we'll like trim off the edges of the song from there. So we have a pretty decent idea from that. And then when we go to the studio, we add the bass, we have the drums. Everyone kind of contributes their own part after that. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make sense to people who don't make music, but it made sense to me. Okay. Okay. Well, then I did good-ish. See, I knew you could do it. You did as well as your town is handling COVID-19. Good-ish. Good -ish. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Ish. I got the participation award. <laughs> your trophy will be in the mail. Don't worry. Yay. And there you have it. I forgot to warn you. There's going to be a lot of the uh, pooper sound effect in these because I don't have another one that I wanted to, uh, to really do. Maybe I faded them in and out. I don't know. I haven't put that part together yet. Uh, maybe I decided to fade them in and out or do something else. But 
uh, as I'm sitting here now recording this part of it, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of pooping on the uh, on the sound effect there. So there you go. I don't know why. I love that sound effect, and it's easy. You just copy and paste and write in there. So there it is. My thanks to everybody. I don't know if any of them are listening. Uh, maybe I'll tag them all. But uh, to everybody who has come on the show, first of all, and second of all, talk to me about their music and uh, how they have put it together. So that was wonderful. Maybe in, uh, I don't know, another five years, I'll do this again. And we'll have a whole bunch of other, uh, a whole bunch of new musicians to answer the question. But until then, that's what I have for you. Um, and that's it for this episode. So uh, yeah, this has been really fun so far. I say this as I'm recording the first one of the bunch of these. <laughs> but uh, let's see, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow is going to be fun. We are going to talk about why Instagram is actually a terrible application. So we will do that. Uh, what's coming up for the rest of the week? We'll talk about, uh, oh, a question people have asked me about the stores I've worked in. And um, let's see, what are we doing on, let's see, that's Wednesday. Thursday is, oh, Thursday I'm telling a story that I mentioned on the show about a month ago. Uh, so we will get to that and other stuff. But anyway, why do I have to tell you what is going on? You're either going to listen or you're not. So there it is. Thanks for hanging out. That is all for this for today. I almost said this week for today's episode, thenextlevelnetwork.com, themeltingpat.com. Do all the stuff over there. And uh, no G love and special sauce. Like I said, I'm just going to shorten the uh, shorten the open, shorten the close theme song wise. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out until I don't know, 24, 22 and a half hours from now. I will. Uh, <laughs> don't be a dope you've been inside the melting pad on the next level network go crap open a cold one mm-hmm.